All right, before we start, you know, people on Twitter, they wanted me to ask you, like, um, what do you think about the Pusha T and Jim Jones beef? And, like, who do you want to see in a versus battle? Man. To me, it's, like, one of those little, like, attention grabbers to me. I, like... And it's almost like, uh, man, why does everybody come at Pusha out of nowhere, out of pocket, like from left field? And it's like, you know, um, I don't think it's a big deal. I don't think it's as big as like uh, Drake coming at Pusha and all like that. Um, were to have, if they were to have a versus, Pusha, like Pusha, like wipe, wipe some easily, just off the Pharrell joints. <laughs> It just on Pharrell hits like easily. Facts, man. I'm I'm from New York, so like a part of me wants to agree with you because I know it's true. But you yeah, you, know, you got to hold on to home field. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's yeah. cool. So that's uh, a, that that that's a, that sounds like a Knicks fan to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> we went through. No, like y'all had a good season this year, though. That's for sure. Are you a sneakerhead? A baller? Want to know about the hottest brands you can lace up and run with? Well, get ready because we got all the details right here. It's Kicks and Bricks, where we got game on the streets and on the court. Here's your host, Jamel Cutler. Since this is your first time on here, I kind of want to talk about your journey. Like, what made you kind of decide to be um, a pro wrestler? Was it a particular moment that made you decide that you wanted to be um, a pro wrestler? Um, well, I wouldn't say there's a moment. I was just like, I fell in love with pro wrestling. I was saying, at the age of 12, like, I, I watched a little bit of it. Um, at a at a younger age, when um, a friend of mine, like he, like popped on like the DVD or no, not a DVD, like a VHS tape of the pay per view the night before. It was the Armageddon pay per view where I had like all six of them in a hell in a cell, uh-huh. you know. But it was like uh, age twelve is when I watched SmackDown and Rey Mysterio popped on my screen for the first time on that summer, and I was just like glued to it. And then after a while, like me and my friends, like was like doing the backyard wrestling stuff. It was like real stupid. I don't I don't. <laughs> um advise any children to do any of that you know it's not very smart and it's very dangerous uh but yeah like it was that moment it was just like i came back from military i was working a job and uh doing ups Uh and i was not happy with it It was like in the factory type stuff like literally like loading trucks and stuff at like four in the morning i wasn't happy with it and I was just like, man, if I'm like, um, live life, I want to do something that I, you know, uh-huh. I want to do something that I like really want to, you know, um, if I'm going to start living my life as an adult and then like, um, and I have a military as a back, as a backup, you know, cause I just came back from training. I was still doing uh, RMB reserves. Let me do something that I'm truly going to, um, really like i'm gonna, I'm gonna put on my not, not eggs in one basket but i'm gonna i'm gonna shoot i'm gonna shoot my shot you know one of my dream things that i actually truly want to try just try out you know and i'm like young enough to do it 
you know, um, and like, you know, Denzel uh, had those speeches back in the day. Uh-huh. He was like, he was like, if I'm gonna, if I'm going to fall in life, you know, I'm going to fall forward. I'm not going to fall backwards. So I went, um, moved down to Virginia, started wrestling training. And my mom was supportive because my mom was always supportive of something that me doing something positive. Like at least she knew where I was. She knew I was safe. I wasn't on the streets or nothing. You know, I wasn't like gang banging. I wasn't hurting nobody. It was just, you know, like, you know, just do something that's real positive for my life, you know? And then, so, and that's where it was. You know, when you touched on the backyard, um, the backyard wrestling stuff, that kind of reminds me of when I was younger, we used to see the do not try this at home commercials. And then yeah. later we was trying it at home. Yeah. We didn't take that shit seriously. We <laughs> was like, man, we, cause we were so into the video games at the time too. And I think mm-hmm. that like, and as much as like pro wrestling on TV was like what generated like a movement, uh, for the wrestling craze, I think it was the video games that did it so much more, you know, like when like all like it was like back and forth, WCW and WWE were have, like just dropping video games like left and right year after year. You know, I think that's where like truly like um, it made the wrestlers become video game characters Like we came. They became like larger than life to me as a kid and to a lot of us. So like with Fight Forever just dropping, you know, this week. I think it's going to do it again. You know, WWE has its two Ks, like AEW dropping the fight forever, fight for you know, fight forever. Just right, right right now, it's going to start. I think it's going to spark that movement again for kids jumping into pro wrestling, like at a young age. You know, I was I was trying to play a, um one of the two K games from the other company. I was trying to play it because like back like back in the day, I used to play them, and I'm like. Now, as an adult, I'm like, oh, my gosh, how did I play this? This is like too many buttons. It's a lot, you know, and um, <laughs> that's that that's that simulation style that like um, take two interactive is like mm-hmm. known for, you know, because they've done like NBA's. They've done like ESPN back in the day. Um, and uh, I think Fight Forever has a real special place of like just being something to like be a little bizarre, be a little wacky, you know, like ride a skateboard with Sting, you know, and like throw a bomb in the ring and do some wild wacky stuff and get creative, you know, and it's not about like making something so realistic where you're, you know, like, I think we, I think getting back to that is like going to be a real big win for us on AEW Fight Forever. Mm-hmm. You know, these are some exciting times for yourself and AEW. You know, you got the video game that just dropped. Um, the pay-per-view is just this past weekend. You got the new show on Saturday, Wembley Stadium coming up. You know, I could just go on and on. Um, like, what are you looking forward to the most from this summer coming up from AEW? Um, definitely Wembley. Wembley is like the big one for me. Like, and I think for a lot of us in the company, it's like a big historical moment and like, wrestling history you know nobody's been able to do anything like this outside of like wwe and like years like decades even and for us to be only four years old to be able to like throw it out there like yo we going we we're once again we're shooting our shot we're going for it we're going for the big one you know we're going all in that's been literally what aw has been all about since the birth of the company we go all in we we go big we don't you know, like we 
we we we're gonna if we fall we fall forward you know and we're gonna do it together and like all in is the staple of that and it's just for me to be a part of like i'm not like i i missed out on being at, at all in the first time and so i have a big chance to be a part of uh you know um, i'm sorry go ahead yeah no, yeah I, I look forward to being part of this all in you know like one of my favorite things about aew is like they're not scared to you know kind of cross um like cross promotional stuff like with other entities um whether it be like ufc or boxing like if you can take anybody from any sport or even like football or basketball and put them in the aew world like who would it be um uh seeing like uh seeing as um we have the ties to the uk with like tony khan and like um the um the European uh, football leagues overseas, you know, with Fulham, I would like to see like Messi get involved. I think the world would shut down seeing something like that. Do you think his um, football club would like have a heart attack if he like took a bump? <laughs> like, well, mo- like most likely, <laughs> most likely that's like a $600 million athlete <laughs> over there. So they definitely <laughs> would, but man, like I think it would make just world news you know, not just like local or like in the like European news. I think the world would just go crazy. Uh huh. You know, um, like when I was growing up, I always identified with like the other black wrestlers, whether it was like Booker T, um, yeah. Ron Simmons, um, Bad News Brown. Even though like he, even though like he always lost though, but even still, that was one of my dudes. Um, yeah. Like, how does it feel? to like kind of have the same power of representation like with the youth of today? Uh, I think it's dope. It's a big responsibility right now, you know, for a, a, a black athletes to really be role models for the youth coming up right now. It's like, you know, with, uh, it's, it's hard, it, you know, you hate to say it, but it's like a systematic thing and it's ongoing still to this day. You see a lot of black athletes uh, get torn down and then little small, little dumb controversies outside of their control, sometimes within their control. And um, just just being in the age of social media, it's easy to just trap somebody like who's on their rise, um, just who's like literally doing positive, but like it's just so easy to see their downfall. And a lot of people are like quick to see it like they get more clicks on their downfall than their rise up, you know. And so I'm truly like um, real fortunate and special to be in this moment that I'm in. And I don't take it for granted. I'm looking to always like make a make a statement on television every time the red dot is on. Every time my voice speaks, I want it to be like heard. I want it to be pivotal. I want it to be uh, meaningful, uh, even outside of like just on television. I want to move correctly. I want to move safely. I want to lo- move like intelligently. You know, I have two um, little girls at 13 and 11 years old. I want to move in a way that makes them proud. It doesn't make them feel ashamed of their father. You know, like that um, people are going to school, putting camp, putting phones in their face, you know, um, saying like, oh, look what your father did. Look, we heard about what your dad's doing or like, oh, man, why would you do something like that? You know, we got there's a big responsibility, you know, just in like the people that are close to me. And then the nation wide, you know, like I want to, I want to be a blueprint and a archetype for what people, young black kids want to grow up to be. 
you know, that I'm not like a carbon copy of like, oh, he reminds me of this. He reminds me of this. Like, I don't want to remind anybody of anything. I want people to just be like, yo, this, this is the Swerve Strickland archetype. This is what I want to mold myself after. You know, and I think like more than ever now, I think is a good time for for blacks to be in pro wrestling. You got yourself, um, Jay Cargill, Hobbs. You know, um, I think Myron Reed would be a good addition to AEW. Like, do you have anybody else that comes to mind that's kind of been like underlooked? So man, I think I think you just hit it on the head. And Myron Reed is like a little brother to me, man. I've been wrestling that kid for years since he was like 18, 19 years old. He's um, truly a special, special breed of um, art of that of this new generation. And he's still young and he's still growing. And he's still like getting better. You know, um, I think he'd be phenomenal, but he's another one I would really want to like, I would want the red carpet rolled out for someone like him rather than just like dropped in um, on TV and everybody's like, oh, who's this? Who's this? Who's this? No, I want like people, I want a presentation for that kid because he deserves that and he's earned that. Hey man, um, if the mogul affiliates have an open, an opening, I don't see why not. And right now we got a, we got a, a real strong, devastating, imposing crew right now, man. And that, that, that's what it's going to take to have a new recruit come into a, a mobile embassy, bro, for sure. All right, man. Like, you do music, too. Like, how do you balance the two entities, like music and um, rap? I mean, um, wrestling and um, rap. Um, uh, it's, about, it's about timing. Timing. Um, sometimes like long days, that's for sure. You know, like getting off the road and going right to the studio, um, it extends your day a little longer, but it's worth it. Um, knowing like, uh, when is the time to move, make moves, um, knowing like the connections you have taking advantage of those, of those connections and jumping on it. And, or or just being like sometimes letting off the gas, letting your foot off the gas and just coasting them, like let those opportunities just organically flow, you know. So the balance is like it took a while to figure it out, but I'm still at this point, I'm still figuring it out. But um, sometimes it's just like, let me focus on like doing everything I can and putting all my energy on AEW and, t- and television and my wrestling as well. And um just see what develops from that as well you know um does music help you like as far as the performative side of wrestling goes and vice versa does wrestling help you with music when it comes to like character development and you know cutting promos it does it's helped my speech a lot more it's helped my vocabulary so much more it's helped my cadence when speaking and cutting promos it's helped my performance especially with like shooting music videos and performing on stage stuff has helped my presence and knowing like timing with the camera working the audience it's worked it's helped a lot of things like my podcast has helped me with my speech as well and doing interviews it's helped me with um uh just engaging with people you know i think i feel like all my activities like with music podcasts and wrestling they all kind of like had parallels with one another that i figured out the more i did it and mm-hmm. it's helped it's like one helped power the other in a sense. You know, speaking of music, Rick Ross has made a few appearances on um, AEW. You know, um, I think he would make a good mouthpiece for 
somebody down the line. Man, he's so, so engaging when it comes to this wrestling thing, bro. And he's uh, a true, he's a true gem. He's a, he's, I wouldn't say just a great mouthpiece. He's just, just a great par- like character in general. He could be a, he could be the GM of AEW if he wanted to, man. But his, like, that's a busy, busy man with a lot of engagements and just like a lot to lock him down on appearances and stuff. But if he was truly, truly dedicated to just wrestling, he'd be unreal. And once again, there'd be like, he'd be an archetype. There'd be nobody else has been like a Rick Ross in pro wrestling and he'd be able to do archetype for it. You know, is there any chance of a Swerve X, you know, Ross track in the future? I think that would be pretty dope. He's he's definitely spoke about it. He's definitely, he's like, um, when last time he was with us, he definitely was like, we got to do something together, man. So it's definitely a possibility. Once again, it's just that timing thing and just letting things organically, naturally flow. Facts, man. You know, um, I re- I remember back in the day, Dennis Rodman, he kind of dabbled in wrestling in and out. Um, is there a rapper or athlete that you think would be a good fit inside of the ring? You know, just off the top of my head, I think Chris Brown would be a pretty good um, wrestler just because of his footwork and dance ability and agility. Yeah, his footwork is incredible. His, uh, like, he's athletic as hell, too. Uh, honestly, I think, like, um, I could see, like, a Method Man be really good at wrestling because he's been working on his body like crazy, and he's he has the, the, the mouthpiece right now. His chops is, like, really good. Like, he's, like, a naturally funny, engaging person, you know? Um also believe like a Kevin Gates, if we was to bring him back, he'd do well in a match. Like he's like a physically imposing dude. And like, man, he has an energy about him. that's just like, you, you just can't take your eyes off of him. You know, he has a true aura about him. So like with a, a good big entrance and something like that, he'd be really special with it. You know, um, of all the rappers that appeared on this show, you got Ross, Action Bronson, I think one of the dudes from Griselda been on the show a few times. Um, yeah, it was like, West Side. Yeah, yeah, West Side. Um, like, who do you think um, of those are like the biggest, you know, wrestling fans? Uh, by far, West Side Gun. Like, shout out him. He's like at when when he's at front row on a lot of these like appearances. Man, I'm happy he got his moment to like perform and perform for Daniel Garcia on his entrance. I'm happy he got that moment for him because he's been showing love and dedication to like the pro wrestling world for years, man. With like even like his in his music, you know, dropping songs and mixtapes with like a lot of heavy wrestling references and stuff. So I don't think there's anybody a bigger fan than uh, West Side Gun. You know, shout out um, Smoke, shout out Smoke Dizzard too. I, I I like we we laugh and joke a lot, and I'll send him like. Um, Instagram videos of like some luchador doing something wild at like a GCW or something like that. You know, another Twitter question I had from the people, they wanted to know from the AEW locker room, who is the equivalent to Drake and on the opposite side, the wrestling equivalent to game boy. Say that one more time. All right. So like another Twitter question. I had is um the people they would they wanted to know of the AEW locker room who is the equivalent to Drake 
and on the opposite side, like the equivalent to NBA young boy. Um, I would say uh, Kenny Omega would be equivalent to Drake. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. He's been running hard for like 10 years plus. Mm-hmm. Like top of the game, like crushing it. Everything he does is a hit. Um, and he can kind of move any which way and kill it. You know, the, the year he had like, he was walking around four belts. It was like, all right, there's no discussion. <laughs> um, and NBA young boy, I would definitely say that's more of like, I think that's going to be a Nick Wayne for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. You know, the one thing I like about AEW that no other promotion does is like they incorporate rap and sneakers into the program. Like I never seen so much attention like on a Jordan one on a pro wrestling program. Like I never thought I'll see the day where like a yeah. sneaker be used as though as as a weapon. That's the Bucks, man. That 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 you get I thank the Bucks for that. They've been sneakerheads for years. You know, I'm no snitch or nothing, but if I see you guys like ever using a high price shoe, you know, in a wrestling spot or something, you know, I might have to call the sneaker police on you guys. Well, what didn't that happen when they when they used the Dior's? Man, I, I wanna in my head, I just wanna think it's like the sneaker was fake just for prop purposes. Like I can't imagine them actually taking a real pair of Dior's and you know, just dogging them out on TV. Yeah. And it was like bloodying them up too, I think, that match too. Uh, nah, I'm I'm yeah, I, I don't know. I might have to make a few phone calls now if if, if the sneaker was real. Oh man. I think it was real. <laughs> yep. I think I gotta make a few phone calls. But what's in your sneaker rotation right now? Uh today for TV at Dynamite and in, in Canada, I might drop walk rock these. Oh, Jordan one. So you're a classic guy? Yeah, I might rock these. Or I rock probably rock my favorite Jordan ever, the Bread Elevens. Yeah, I think that's everybody's favorite. That's my favorite drink ever, but I'm also on the road with the classics, the Chicago Reds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is probably what I'm going to rock. One of these three I'm going to rock today. And I like, and I, yeah, and I, I like making shoes too. Like a lot of people, they just use stock laces. I, I see you put a lot of thought into some of your laces. Yeah, yeah, usually, usually. I'm also like little simple joints right here, like my little walking Najee Houston joints, my skater shoes, my little comfortable joints. So I got these. That's like that's all I got with me right now. I also got the Spike Lee's at home. I haven't got a new pair of Jordans. I think the the um the brotherly love joints was the ones I the the newest ones I gotten. Um. Do you find oh, it yeah. harder? Or do you find it harder to buy sneakers since you're like constantly on the road? When you're on the road, it's actually a lot easier to buy a sneaker. You're more tempted. I could, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. When you're home, I'm home. I don't really be at like the mall or nothing or shopping around. But when you're on the road, it's like you're already there, and like a lot of people online shop too when they're like at the road, like at the arena. Uh huh. Yeah, so that's how I be. 
all right, before we go, like, I want to play start bench cut with you. Like, I'll just name three oh, things. Yeah. You just tell me start a bench or you're going to cut it. Yeah. Right. So we're going to just start with rappers. Well, it's going to be all rappers for right now. All right. So the first round, we got Kendrick, Cole, or Drake. Who you start bench or cut? Yeah, oh man, you got to, for me, I, I start Kendrick and bench Drake and cut Cole. You know, I like Drake a lot, but he just make too much begging music for me. And like, he just had yeah. to you know, just, just, just to be calling up old things out the blue. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel you. All right. So the next one is kind of hard, you know. All right. So we got Jay-Z, Andre 3K, and Nas. Um. You start Hove. I think you bench Andre. Oh, man. And you cut Nas, man. I'm sorry, bro. Like it's like, and I, Nas has always been great to me, but man, like I, I'm, yeah, I feel like you really can't get rid of a Outcast track. You really can't. Facts, Outcast. I grew up on Outcast, man. I grew up on Outcast more than I grew up on Nas. Truth be told. Yeah, I can see that because like you're from the West Coast, so I could. Yeah, I'm a. I, I actually grew up on the East Coast, but like I just was like, I was like listening to Quemini way more than I was listening to like it was written or Illmatic or anything like that. Man, missing out on that it was written. Enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've heard the albums. I just never really like. I didn't grow up on it. All right. Oh yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. And stuff. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. You know, if, if I ask like younger kids today about Nas, they just look at me like I got three heads. It's true. It's true. Like it's a generation past, but like I've never take away his impact. But I just I know where my like roots stand for stand come from, and it was like definitely more outcast. All right, man. Um, I want to thank you for joining me today. Do you have any upcoming projects that you have in the work? Um, any new albums? Man, How about you? Just that? drop. We we just dropped the. Uh, I just dropped. Uh, you couldn't be me. Album. It's on all streaming platforms. Got Benny the Butcher featured on there. Got Zombie Juice from Flatbush Zombies. The New Yorker himself that's on there. Produced by Prophet the Producer that won two Grammys for his work on Donda. Got Fireman with a got a Grammy for his work on Donda. Got a Flash Garment. Shout out him for making making this possible. Shout out Rich Lotta for helping produce up in there. Like, man, like a lot of people on this that worked on this project, man. And it was like a lot of a lot of tapping into some personal stuff and some different sounds too. Shout out Anthony King for lacing it with the vocals, man. So you couldn't be me by sort of the realist is out now. Go check it out. All right, bro. Thanks again. 